From Kindred Church, your inclusive church family. This podcast is a collection of sermons from our weekly worship services in Durham, North Carolina. Whatever your background is, wherever you are on your faith journey, we hope this message helps you take your next steps in response to God's unconditional love. Well, hello and welcome to Kindred Church. It's so good to be with you if we've not met before. My name is Daniel. I'm the pastor here. And if this is your first time to tune in with us at Kindred, we're especially glad that you have joined us. Uh, Our scripture reading for today comes from Psalm 139. We're looking at verses 13 through 16. And it says this. You, God, are the one who created my innermost parts. You knit me together while I was still in my mother's womb. I give thanks to you that I was marvelously set apart. Your works are wonderful. I know that very well. My bones weren't hidden from you when I was being put together in a secret place. When I was being woven together in the deep parts of the earth, your eyes saw my embryo. And on your scroll every day was written that was being formed for me before any one of them had yet happened. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Well, today is the first Sunday in Advent. Advent is this four-week season in the life of the church when we're focused on getting ourselves ready to celebrate the birth of Jesus. And this is actually really important because as we all know, this next month is going to fly by, right? We're going to be so busy shopping, wrapping presents, cooking, going to parties, seeing family, seeing friends. And in the middle of of all of that hustle and bustle, uh, it can be easy for us to forget that Jesus is the reason for the season. I know as I say that, some of you guys feel a little bit nauseous. I'm not saying you got to put that on a bumper sticker like your Southern Baptist cousins, uh, but it is true for us as Christians. Jesus is the reason for the season, and and we don't want to lose sight of that in all the busyness of this holiday time of of year. And so that's what Advent is for. It it pulls our focus back to, to getting ready to celebrate the birth of Jesus. And this Advent here at Kindred, uh, we're doing a new sermon series, and this is called Honest Advent, Honest Advent. The series is based on a devotional book by a Christian artist named Scott Erickson, or if you follow him on Instagram, it's at Scott the Painter. Um, We actually have copies of this devotional booklet for you if you come to to in-person worship, or uh, if you want to click uh, the announcements link in the video description here, you'll you'll find a way that you can um, order your your own copy of the book yourself if you can't make it to to in-person worship. But the book has a, a devotion for every day in the month of December leading up to Christmas, and we would love for everybody in our church community to to be carving out a few minutes each day in December to to be uh, in prayer, and we'll use this devotional book as a a guide. But for the sermon series, uh, really the goal here is for us to kind of strip away a lot of the nostalgia, to to strip away the the familiarity of the Christmas story so that we can take an honest look at how Jesus came into the world. We all know that Jesus came into the world, but but the focus of this sermon series is, is really on the how. And what does that reveal to us uh, about God? So I hope you'll stick with us through not just this sermon, but but this entire series. Come and worship in person with us if you can. Uh, if you can't make it to in-person worship, stay up to date on this series uh, online here as, as you're doing right now. Because I think if you do, uh, you're going to grow in your understanding of what the Christmas story really means for us. You're going to grow in your faith. And as a result, you're going to be ready to, to fully celebrate the birth of Jesus. And and again, that's what Advent is all about. 
So having said uh, all of that, uh, let's get into part one of this series. And for today, I want to get us thinking about a topic that I know is very personal. Uh, I know it's sensitive. It can be a bit uncomfortable, but it's important. And it's important because it's, it's personal and sensitive and, and uncomfortable. I want to get us thinking today about vulnerability. Vulnerability. Now, I don't know all of you all that well, uh, but here's a couple things that I think I do know uh, about you. Number one, generally speaking, you don't really like to feel vulnerable, right? Uh, most people don't. The, the word vulnerable comes from the, the Latin word vulnus, which means wound. So, so vulnerability means capable of being wounded, capable of, of pain, capable of being hurt. And most of us don't like to be wounded or in pain or or hurt, right? But, but here's the second thing that I think I know about you. Even though you don't like it, nevertheless, you do experience vulnerability. I know uh, some of you are fans of Brene Brown, and uh, in her wonderful book, Atlas of the Heart, uh, she, she says this. She says, vulnerability is the emotion that we experience during times of uncertainty, times of risk, and times of emotional exposure. And all of us, it's, it's unavoidable. We all go through times of, of risk and uncertainty and, and emotional exposure. It's, it's part of the human experience. So even though we don't like it, even though we instinctively try to avoid it, all of us experience vulnerability. So, so here's a personal question for you, and you don't have to answer this out loud if, if you don't want to, uh, but something to think about. I, I wonder, as you think about your life right now, where are the places of vulnerability that you feel? Where are the places of, of woundedness? Or, or maybe where do you fear being wounded? Uh, Brene Brown has done a, a lot of research on this, and, and she lifts up some of the more common experiences that, that tend to make us feel vulnerable. And, and here's what she says. She says, vulnerability is the first date after my divorce. Uh, it's trying to, to get pregnant after multiple miscarriages. It, it's, it's starting my own business or I might add, trying to, to start a new church community. Uh, vulnerability, she says, is apologizing for something that I did that was wrong. Uh, it's, it's watching my child fail. It's waiting for medical test results to come back. It, it's getting feedback on my performance. These are the kinds of things that can make us feel vulnerable. Again, we don't like it. We instinctively try to avoid it, but, but all of us experience this and, and I think many of us could probably name some places in our lives where, where we're feeling vulnerable right here and, and right now. Now, as, as people of faith, when we're feeling vulnerable, oftentimes what we do, rightfully, is, is we turn to God, right? And, and we pray. And I think a lot of times our, our prayer is like, God, make this stop, right? Because we don't like it. We pray, God, make this go away, you know, change what needs to be changed, fix what needs to be fixed. Show me what you need to show me, God, but, but somehow, some way, take this vulnerability away. And, and sometimes when we pray that, uh, God answers that prayer in a way that we can see and, and in a way that we can understand. Um, a few months ago, my, my family went through a, a pretty scary experience where my, my son, he was four uh, at the time, and he was having these, these very scary medical symptoms. And uh, the doctors couldn't really figure out what was going on. We ended up having to take him to the, the ER and they were running all these tests. And at first they still couldn't figure out exactly what was going on with him. And, and if you're a parent, you know, like there's probably no more vulnerable feeling than, than watching your child hurting, watching your child in danger. And you feel like there's nothing you can do about it. 
And I remember praying like, God, make this stop, you know, help the doctors figure out what's going on, help the doctors to, to treat this, make this vulnerable situation go away. And, and fortunately, in, in that case, uh, it, it did. It worked out. The, the doctors figured it out. They were able to treat him and, and everything worked out fine. But what we know is that it doesn't always go that way, right? Sometimes we're in a vulnerable place and, and we ask God to take it away. And, and sometimes it, it doesn't happen like that. You know, the, the doctors don't figure it out or the, the relationship that we're concerned about doesn't get better. Maybe, maybe it gets worse or, or things at work that we're worried about don't get better. Maybe, maybe they get worse. And I know for some of you, this is a big part of your faith journey, right? And, and for some of you, it may be that, that you consider this to be the end of your faith journey because you were going through a time where you, you wanted God to take your vulnerability away and, and you feel like God let you down because that didn't happen. And if that's you, I'm so glad that you're here. I'm so glad that you're listening to this today. Not because I have all the answers for you. I don't. And not because I have some magic solution that can immediately restore your faith. I wish I did. I, I don't. But I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're listening to this. Because I want you to know Kindred Church is a community that will sit with you in that place. Kindred is a community that will question with you, that will wonder with you, uh, that will lament with you. Kindred is a, a church community that will look for hope with you, that will look for faith with you. And so if, if you're questioning, if you're doubting, if you're in a season where you're mad at God, we, we want you to know you're welcome here. You belong here and you're not alone in that. You're, you're not. I, I, I don't know what your faith journey looks like, but what most of us have in common is that when we're in times where we're feeling vulnerable, we, we often want God to, to make that go away. And sometimes it happens, but, but sometimes it doesn't. And so a question that we run into is when it doesn't happen, what is God doing in those times? How is God working? How can we find faith? How can we find hope in those places of vulnerability? Uh, those are big, important questions. And as it turns out, we are not the first people to wrestle with these questions. In fact, that the people of God have been wrestling with these same basic things for literally thousands of years. And that was especially true about 2,000 years ago. Some of you know this, but, but 2,000 years ago, uh, the, the people of Israel were going through a time of pretty extreme vulnerability. And that was because they had been conquered by the Roman Empire. And the Romans were occupying Israel, and that meant that, that they were there on a daily basis, Roman soldiers roaming their streets, uh, taking advantage of them, humiliating them, in some cases robbing them. The, the Romans levied these, these heavy taxes on the Jewish people at that time, and, and the Romans used that tax revenue to pay for the occupation of, of Israel. And, and in the face of all of this devastation, the, the people of Israel, they, they felt powerless. They felt so vulnerable, right? And, and their prayer in that time was a lot like our prayers. They, they, they said, God, take this away. God, make this stop, you know, fix what needs to be fixed, change what needs to be changed, but, but take this away. And you know, in Old Testament times, God had promised to send a Messiah. That, that was this, this king who would rise up and, and be a, a savior for the people. And, and so folks were praying, God, send the Messiah now. And, and God preferably, like, make him big, make him strong, make him powerful, you know, send the Messiah with an army so that he can kick some Roman butt and take our vulnerability 
away. That's what people wanted. That's what people were hoping for. That's what people expected in the Messiah. But what we know now, in hindsight, is that's not exactly what they got, right? That's not what happened. In fact, in, in many ways, what they got was kind of the exact opposite. Because what nobody saw coming, what nobody expected, was for the Messiah to show up in the form of a helpless little baby. What nobody saw coming was that, that God would enter this world through the process of conception and birth. You know, it's, it's hard to imagine a, a creature more vulnerable than a human baby. Right? I mean, other animals, other species, after they're born, pretty quickly they can become independent, but, but not humans. Right? I don't know if you've ever seen one of those YouTube videos of a, a baby horse being born, but I, I looked it up this week. Uh, did you know that within about two hours of being born, a baby horse can already walk around? Not a human baby, right? Human babies can't even hold their own head up for, for weeks, sometimes months. Right? It's vulnerable, and it's hard to imagine a process more vulnerable than the, the process of conception and, and birth, right? I mean, many of us know this from personal experience. Some of you are living through this right now. Many of you have lived through this in the past. I mean, the, the, the process of conceiving a child can be so painful in so many ways because oftentimes it doesn't go according to plan. And there's so much about it that, that we just can't control. And, and there's just so much potential for woundedness that is is vulnerable and that the process of pregnancy is also there there's so much potential for for pain it's it's vulnerable the the process of labor and delivery is vulnerable caring for an infant is vulnerable parenting in general is vulnerable uh, the, the psalmist actually speaks to this in this this passage that we read a, a moment ago that the psalmist says God you are the one who created my innermost parts you knit me together while I was still in my mother's womb. That the, the, the process of creating a human life is, is so divine and it's so beautiful, but at the very same time, it is fragile and it is full of uncertainty and there's so much potential for, for pain. It's, it's vulnerable. And yet when the time came for the Messiah to arrive in this world, he didn't come as an emperor. He didn't come as a president. He didn't come as a military general or a warlord with an army. But instead, he came in the form of a baby. And when the time came for the, the God of the universe to come into this world, God came through this, this process of conception and, and birth. Uh, in the book Honest Advent, <clears throat> Scott Erickson says this. He says, what does it say about a God who's willing to be this vulnerable with us? What does it say about a God who's, who's willing to, to come into this world through the statistical risk of childbearing? What does it say about a God who's willing to be attached for, for nourishment and, and life to God's own creation? What does it say about a God, he asks, who's willing to, to wait and grow in the human womb to, to be fearfully and, and wonderfully made just like we are? What does it say about God? Well, those are questions that we could ponder for a lifetime, I think. But, but one thing that it says is that when we're in our own place of vulnerability, this is a God who will come to meet us there. 
This is a God who doesn't leave us. This is a God who doesn't abandon us. This is a God who comes to meet us in our places of vulnerability. And God promises to see us through. You know, it's only natural that when we're feeling vulnerable, we pray that God would take it away. And it's only natural that when that doesn't happen in a way that we can see, in a way that we can understand, it's only natural for us to begin to question, God, do you really care? God, are you really for me? God, do you even exist at all? Those are legitimate questions. And throughout the Bible, you may not know this, but throughout the Bible, people of faith ask those very same hard questions. Those are legitimate questions. But when we look at Jesus, when we look at the way that Jesus came into the world, God is saying to us, look, I am for you. I am with you. I'm I'm right here by your side and I will stay here through thick and through thin. You know, the day is coming when God will take all of our pain away, when God will take all of our suffering away. The day is coming when God will wipe away every tear from our eyes. God makes us that promise. And in the meantime, what we see in Jesus is that this God is for us. And this God is with us because God comes to meet us in our places of vulnerability and God promises us that God will see us through. And if we're open to it, if we're open to it, there's actually a really incredible gift for us here. That when we recognize that God is with us in our vulnerabilities, that means that we can have a real relationship with God. What that means is is we can have a meaningful relationship with God. Here's what I mean by that. Think about uh, the most important relationships in your life. Think about the people that you are closest to. That could be your spouse. It could be a best friend. It could be uh, your parent or or a sibling, perhaps. I don't know who it is for for you, but I bet as you think about the the person that you're closest to or the people that you're closest to, it's, it's someone who's been with you in a time of vulnerability, right? I mean, I just for example, I think about my wife. Why is she so important to me? Well, she's been with me in times when I was struggling. She's been with me in, in times when I was in pain. She's been with me in times when I felt like a failure. She's been with me through times that I would never tell any of you about because it's way too personal. And because of that, I know how deeply I can count on her presence. I know how deeply I can count on her love. And that's what makes our relationship so important to me. And I bet there's a similar relationship in your life. Again, with a, a best friend or maybe it's your spouse like, like me. Or maybe it's uh, a sibling or, or a parent, whoever it is. The, the point is that it's, it's actually similar with God. It's similar with God. That when we recognize that God is with us in our vulnerabilities, that God is with us in those places of, of struggle in those places of pain, in those places of failure, then we know how deeply we can count on God's presence and how deeply we can count on God's love. And and that means we can have a real meaningful relationship with God. And I know for some of you, this is part of your faith journey, right? That at some point in your past, you were going through absolute hell, whether that was because of a divorce or an addiction or because you lost somebody that you loved. And yet in the pit of vulnerability... Somehow, some way, you discovered that God was still right there with you. And because of that, you learned just how deeply you can count on God's presence and God's love. And, and as a result, your, your faith wasn't crushed. Your faith was actually strengthened 
through that experience. That, that your relationship with God wasn't destroyed, but, but it was actually strengthened through that experience. That's the gift that God gives us by coming to, to meet us, to be with us in our place of vulnerability and, and, and promising to see us through. So here's my encouragement for us. Here's my encouragement. I don't know what those places of vulnerability are in your life right now, but I wonder, how is God showing up there? How is God meeting you there? What signs do you see of God's love and God's presence in that place? It could be an encouraging word from a friend that comes at just the right time. It could be a hug from a loved one exactly when you need it. It could be people in your small group offering to pray for you. It could be a ray of sunshine on a sunny morning that lifts your spirits even just a little bit. It could be a glimmer of hope that you feel when you show up to worship and you're reminded of God's embrace. You know, those things may not fix the problem. Those things may not take all of the pain away, at least not in the way that we want, in the timeline that we want. But those are signs of God's love and they're signs of God's presence and they're a reminder to us that we have a God who comes to, to be with us, who is right by our side through thick and through thin, because in Jesus, we have a God who meets us in our vulnerability, and God promises to see us through. Let me pray for us. Oh, gracious and loving God, compassionate God, merciful God, uh, we thank you for your embrace uh, God, you come to be with us, not just in our places of strength, not just when things are good, but you meet us in our vulnerabilities, God. So, so often what we want you to do is, is to take our vulnerability away, and we know that one day you will do that, God. So increase our hope and our trust in that promise. But, but in the meantime, Lord, uh, open our eyes to the ways that you are meeting us right where we are. Help us to see the signs of your love and your presence in our life. And God, we pray that that would deepen our relationship with you, that that would strengthen our faith with you. God, we pray for our church community. Let's be a community where we, where we do that for each other, where we help each other to identify the ways that, that you're at work, the ways that you're showing up. Uh, help us to embody that for each other, Lord, we pray. Um, and God, that through all of this, we pray that we would grow in our love for you and, and in our knowledge of you. God, we thank you for revealing this to us in the way that you came to be with us in Jesus, and it's in his name that we pray. Amen. Well, friends, just a few things here quickly for us before we go. Uh, first of all, if you're new to Kindred, I would love to connect with you. And the best way to do that is if you'll click the connect link in the description, uh, fill out the short form, and I'll be sure to reach out to you later this week to say hello. I look forward to, to getting to know you. Also, if you're local, we would love to see you in in-person worship. We've got some awesome services planned for this Advent season and Christmas Eve, which is going to be at 5 p.m. on December 24th. Uh, you can get the details about how to to join us for in-person worship on our website, which is kindrednc.church. And then finally, click the announcements link in the description. That'll take you to this week's newsletter and keep you uh, up to speed on the ways that you can stay engaged with us and, and growing in your faith with us through this Advent and Christmas season. Uh, with that, friends, remember that we love you and we hope you have a great week and may the peace of Christ be with you. Thanks for tuning in. 
If this message was meaningful to you, consider sharing it with a friend who might also find it meaningful. To support this ministry, to get involved with Kindred Church, or to learn more about us, check out our website, kindrednc.church. We hope you have a great week.